Welcome to Roadcase, the podcast that explores the live music experience. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Josh Rosenberg, and I'll be taking you on a journey through in-depth interviews with performers and key people in the industry to explore the magic of live music, how it can be totally transformative for both fans and performers, and we'll look at how they take it all out on the road. It's going to be a great ride, so here we go. Hey, welcome back to Roadcase, everybody. I am so psyched to be here, and I am your host, Josh Rosenberg. Really happy to be here for this particular episode with Corey Harper. So glad that you're along for the ride. Uh, can't wait for you to listen to this interview I did with Corey just last week on September 23rd. So really psyched for that. Uh, I'd like to remind everybody there's a number of different ways you can get involved in the Roadcase community. First and really easy way is to follow us on socials. Our handle is at RoadcasePod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find out more information about the show by visiting our website, www.RoadcasePod.com. And you can send us emails with questions, comments, concerns, or just want to get involved. Our email is at, I'm sorry, is info at RoadcasePod.com. Another great way to support Roadcase, we really rely on the support of you amazing listeners. Uh, you can subscribe to Roadcase on your favorite listening platform. So if you're on Spotify, there's a little box that says follow right there on the Roadcase homepage. You just click that on Apple Podcasts. There's a check mark in the upper right-hand corner. You just hit that one and doing so on those and other platforms allow you to receive updates as to when new episodes come live. It's also really helpful for the show to increase our subscriber base. So I rely on all of you for help in doing that. You can also rate and review Roadcase on your listening platform. Super helpful for the show. Uh, really appreciate it if you can do that. And to do that on Spotify, there's a little check. There's a little box with a star underneath that follow box that I talked about. I just click on that and on Apple Podcasts. Scroll down a little bit from the Apple from the Roadcase homepage, and there's a place where you can rate it. There's a bunch of stars. Click those. You can write a review as well. Really helps out the show. Thanks in advance for doing that. So I've got the amazing young artist Corey Harper on the show who released his new album entitled Future Tense just last Friday, September 23rd. Really psyched to have Corey on the show. Uh, he's a super talented guitar player, singer, songwriter, uh, has a really interesting story of growing up in a small town in Washington, just outside of Portland, Oregon. And uh, we'll talk about his beginnings, but uh, just a super humble, quiet, yet very determined and focused individual. Uh, you know, he strikes me as just being super sincere and really grateful for what he's experienced thus far. Uh, he loves to put out his music and he loves others to resonate with what he does. And he didn't necessarily start out playing live or at coffee shops or at open mics, for example. He was really all about doing it himself, putting together songs, uh, steeped in that creative process alone in his room. And when he finally got the live music bug, that sort of set him off on a path to come down to Los Angeles, 
begin recording, recorded an EP a couple of years ago. Uh, tour for that got canceled because of COVID, of course, and then uh, spent most of that quarantine period creating this amazing new album called Future Tense. His personal and professional development has been marked by his collaboration with a number of different artists, including Justin Bieber, for whom he opened his hometown show. And that personal and professional relationship really marked a turning point for Corey. So this was a really fun chat. I want to thank all of you for being here. And I want to send a real special thank you to Corey Harper for being here on this episode of Roadcase. And here we go. Hey, Corey. How's it going? Thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for yeah, having Good me. to see you, brother. Totally. Well, you got that You got that nice Malibu tan, and I understand that's where you're hanging out, although when you're not in your cedar closet. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's been um, it's been really hot here. The sun, obviously, in, in the summer in California, doesn't really, doesn't really go away, although we did have some rain last week. But um, yeah, I've been out in the yeah. sun a lot just because, like, I, I, like you said, I live in a, a cedar 10 by 10. Actually, it's an eight by twelve, so I, I do have a little bit more room than I thought. Uh, it's an eight by twelve <laughs> cedar, like basically it's like a tough shed, and I built out a little house in it in Malibu. So nice. A couple of day, nice, a couple of weeks man. ago, it was like in the hundred plus for like a whole week straight. So, oh, uh, are you at least near the ocean, uh, kind of? Sort of maybe? Oh yeah, I'm right by the ocean. I'm like, uh, oh right on. I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe five minutes walk. Well, there's that. Yeah. So Pretty when you nice. talk about like that, it's hot and you're suffering. You yeah. Right. People are, well, too, that I'm steps away from the ocean. Yeah. Right. In Malibu, California. <laughs> poor me. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. People right. are feeling but my not, pain as didn't... we speak in like, you know, Missouri. Oh, dude. I, yeah, I feel you. It's so hard. It's so hard to be you. Where are you, yeah, where, um, where are you at? <laughs> I'm in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. There, well, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, last but I did but I grew up in LA actually. Oh, cool. I left that part out so far. Yeah, I grew up over in the valley and um in Sherman Oaks. Oh, I love Sherman Oaks. I love the valley so much. I actually I, I drive to the valley constantly, yeah. So don't think that I'm, oh, you know, this all high and mighty here in Malibu because I constantly go into the valley where the, where the real uh, Angelinos are, you know. There you go. Angeline. Angeline, yeah, Angelinos. Oh, the oh the Los Angelinos. Yeah, Los right. Angelinos. Oh, there was this documentary and, about that. And also Angeline. Angeline also. She's she's there in her yeah. in her pink Corvette somewhere. Right. I haven't seen that. What's the documentaries like on Netflix or some streaming service? I haven't seen it yet. But I when I was growing up in the seventies in the valley, I remember seeing this Angeline on yeah, yeah. and po- I, I I don't know enough about it. I really need to understand a little bit more about it and watch the doc at yeah, least I, or something like that. I've heard yeah. a lot about it. She's, she's gotta be pushing like ninety these days, right? I mean, I, 90, I don't know. 80, 80, <laughs> so, 80s? Yeah, possibly. I don't know when she was born, but yeah. 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 Um, but you're not from LA, right? You're from not, uh, no. Washington state originally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from uh, Van- this town called Vancouver, Washington, which gets really um, confusing, very confusing <laughs> for people who are not from the area. I mean, I, you'd be surprised. I'm sure you being over in the Midwest, like there's a lot of people who forget that Washington is a state. Especially over towards <laughs> on the East Coast, you know, wet, uh, east of the Mississippi River, I feel like people are like, they just think of Washington as DC. So when I say Vancouver, yeah. Washington, people's minds explode. So I just I stick to Portland, <laughs> and that and that helps. I lived about a five minute drive from Portland and um, the, the the greater Portland area. So my town, Vancouver, oh. is um, is is uh, kindly kind of adopted into the um, um, greater Portland metropolitan area. Um, oh, it okay. depends on who right. you ask. 
I'd say we're we're definitely a part of it, but it's kind of so. Did you spend some time in Portland and oh yeah, checking out music when you were when you were a kid, going to high school and such. What yeah, look like for you. Yeah, I was going to shows um, uh, out in um, this place it's called this. It's called Mississippi, the area of uh, Portland that uh, there's a lot of live music. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to a lot of radio station kind of shows that were being thrown. Um, if anyone is listening from Portland, um, oh man, you know, I'm, I'm not on my radio game anymore, but like, I think it was 97.1 or 97.3, uh, an alternative radio yeah. station out in Portland. They would throw these shows where they would kind of, uh, announce, you know, 30 minutes before the, the show, they'd say, all right, Hey, like, um, you know, so and so Jack White is doing a three song acoustic performance at uh, Mississippi Studios before he plays at the, the the Roseland Theater tonight. Like everyone come out. Cool. And, like the first like yeah. 100 people to get here. So I'd, I'd get the I'd, I was on the texts, you know, I would su- subscribe to the text. Yeah. yeah. And um, drop what you were doing. Yeah. I'd be car. like in like math class or something. I'd get this and I'd be like, I'd grab my <laughs> friends. We're like, we're getting in my car and we're driving to Portland. Which was like, yeah. can minutes. I get a hall pass, please? Yeah, to right. Jack White show. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And we pretty much, and um, we'd I'd be sprinting over to uh, Mississippi Studios, and we'd catch, we'd catch shows like that, and that was like my first kind of experience with like going to live music on my own when I finally had my license mm-hmm. and I could drive. Remember yeah. the first show that I went to, bigger, you know, bigger shows. Um, the first show I ever bought tickets for that I drove myself to, I think it was a Ben was Ben Howard up in Seattle at the Moore theater. And mm-hmm. uh, that was the show that really kind of um, solidified me wanting to be a, an artist and a musician. Uh, I know. I mean, I know for mm. a fact it was, I remember being in the audience watching Ben play. Um, and this was off like kind of his, his one of his first, uh, first albums called every kingdom, which is one of my favorite records of all time. And, um, I was super inspired by the way he played guitar. I mean, he, it was just like a lot of similar to me when I first started playing, um, even though he was mm-hmm. left-handed. Um, he had a broken arm at the show and he was like still playing guitar with a broken arm. Like, Which he hand? He's a lefty and it was his, uh, his left hand. So Strumming hands. Strumming hand. Um, he put on this performance that just changed the, the whole, like, it was very pivotal. It changed the whole course of my life. And I was like, interesting. I, very in a humble way was like i don't like being in this audience like i'm very uncomfortable being here i want to be up on that stage like i want to be up on that stage i need to do this i have to do this um that's what i want to do and so had you been playing up up to that point yeah like when like yeah i was a uh, acoustic i was playing acoustic guitar a lot um Mm -hmm. and i i said since i was a kid my my dad and my uncle were guitar players they taught me how to play and so I'd pick it up here and there in between like playing soccer. I grew up playing soccer, like very heavily most of my mm-hmm. life. So it was like yeah. soccer and then, you know, play guitar and skating and snowboarding and all that kind of love stuff, it. fun stuff up, 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 up in the mountains. And um, I love that. I love the athletes, musicians, because I come from that. Oh, sort cool. Of, yeah. That realm. You know, yeah. I was always for me, I was like super athletic. But then I discovered guitar when I was 12 and I'm yeah. like wait hold on stop the presses let's think about this for a minute <laughs> totally and like i was uh yeah. one of the few you know one of the few kids on my team who who i was uh not as good as all my teammates and like i, I was i was a pretty i'm a pretty decent player i still am i play still competitive competitively but 
a lot of my yeah. teammates went on to play, you know, get full rides, play D1 soccer, go play in the MLS, a few play, played over overseas and stuff. So it was like, oh, holy shit. This is like a uh, Vancouver, Washington is a hotbed of athletic. It, uh, it really, it actually is. Uh, it is a like really? a super like focal point for like scouts, for athletic scouts, because there's like oh, there's no so shit, many different man. high schools and um, the the talent in my area is crazy. I always talk to my friends about this. There's so many. Um, there's a lot of athletes uh, actually out of Vancouver, which is crazy. But, um, wow. Yeah. Um, so you read that show. So that really kind of pushed you yeah. in that direction, but you had been like, it's kind of having two, uh, a foot in both worlds up to that point. Yeah, it was exactly. So what I was, you know, making a reference of the, the, um, the soccer thing was, uh, I, once I found music, I was like, Oh, this is what I'm really good at. You know, like, this is what I really want to dive into. And like what, I, when I was like kind of falling out of, you know, burnt out of playing soccer really, really competitively as a kid, I was like, um, I'm going to throw myself into music and um, I'm going to, I'm going to chase kind of this route. And so that's when I started going to shows and figuring out, Oh, this is what I actually really want to do because I'd pick up the guitar here and there, but I never started writing songs and I never um, made it a point to make it a career. I mean, until years, years, years down the road. So, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so here we are, you got your, uh, so, so, so clarify for me though, in a, in your bio or some, or I think on your Instagram, you were saying you're coming out with your first album. Did yeah. you not, uh, um, overcast, you don't consider an album. You consider more of an EP though. That came out in 2020. That was like your prior sort of longer effort. Right. Yeah. It's on, it's on Spotify. Just, just, uh, just so I understand. Yeah. It's yeah. on Spotify as an album. I think just because of the, the um, you know, default of it being over seven songs, but it, that was really like, kind of like ah, a, okay. that All was right. really like a, it wasn't even an EP either. It was like a, it was a moment in time where it's like a mixtape really. It was like um, uh, a mixtape of songs that I'd made in within like a month. And I wrote and recorded, uh, the, uh, you know, seven of the songs, uh, six of the songs uh, in at my friend's studio in Oregon. And we were like, let's do, let's just do an experiment where we, we give ourselves two weeks to write and record an album and write and record an EP. And so the first week um, was songwriting and then the second week was recording. And we came up with that, with that whole thing. And during the whole time it was, it was November in Oregon. So it was overcast the entire time. There was no, there was no. What uh, year was that? 2019? Was that before COVID? It was 2019. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I love what you said that this, um, so this new album, future tense is coming out this Friday. Yeah. Uh, September 23rd um, and uh, really psyched about it. I, I, I really like it a lot, man. I like, I like your vibe. I like, I can feel where you've um, the roads that you've traveled and where you've come from musically and how you incorporate that into sort of modern uh, sort of a little bit more of a poppy rock feel. And, uh, and I dig it. It's got some great guitar on there and the sound is really great. Uh, so sonically, I really love it as well, but I, I, what you were just saying, I, I, I love, I picked up on this one quote was that future tense, the new album that's coming out was not about instinct. It was more about intent. Yeah, Meaning wow. yeah. the prior, the prior album just happened in about two weeks. I think I, I think I read that future tense took almost two years yeah. to, uh, to put together and create that you really rolled up your sleeves and, um, uh, working with producer Alex Sa Salibian. Is that how you pronounce it? There you go. 
Right on. Boom. Uh, I was working with Harry Styles and Head in the Heart, among others. Um, Talk to me a little bit about that instinct versus intent and what brought you to the more uh, intentional uh, focus of this new album that's coming out. Yeah, uh, that's a great question, man. I mean, um, it started at the peak of COVID. So, I mean, like, you know, when people say, wonder why it took two years, I just say, well, it was done having to might, might as well have. Yeah. I, I mean, like flying back and forth from Los Angeles with different, ma- you know, restrictions on like what was open. The studio was like open one, one month and then it would be closed for another two months and then it would open up and then it would close. And we were, we, were, mm. we started recording at a few kind of various studios that were, you know, I guess silently open, uh, you know, among, among all the ones that were closed. So, um, on the down low. You mean? Yeah. Right. And we were like, yeah, might we were well. like, testing people to come in and write and like we were you know following all the all the strict covid gui- guidelines in the beginning that ended up you know you know kind of dissolving into like making up our own roles as as everyone did really through the pandemic <laughs> but um all right well you got to do what you got to do absolutely right? so it, it it took a while to kind of get things rolling once we um yeah well i'll say when i first met alex it was by just complete chance um uh, mm. uh, uh there was a connect of ours at bmi that put us in touch and um i had just i had just you know put out uh, overcast and then COVID hit so i was stripped of a tour i was stripped of you know going overseas and uh over to um uh, london and doing a, an acoustic another acoustic tour that i just previously got back from and so i was just kind of like you know what i i just need to pour all this time into making uh finally making a record because i'm not gonna have time to do that and this is the perfect time to dive right into finally wanting to make a full album i've always wanted to do that but there's just been no time because i've been you know you know um just spitting out projects and eps to go and tour and do the whole cycle of you know songwriting in la and like the round robin you know recording process of putting music out going and touring getting back and writing and then working with another producer and then finding different producers. And I was piecing all these songs together um, in the past uh, just to try to like um, get up, get stuff as, out as much as I could. And um, yeah, so I, I, I really had the intent to make an album and then I met Alex and obviously I'd heard about him and his credits. And I just was like, this guy has worked with a lot of my idols and a lot of people that I've looked up to the head and the heart, you know, they're from the Northwest. Mm-hmm. So I grew yeah, up going yeah, yeah. to their shows in high school and listening to their They had music. John Russell on the show. Oh, cool. Uh, he's last great. year. Yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. They're touring now. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing them in a couple of weeks here in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Their show is brilliant. My parents just went and saw them up in Oregon at uh, uh, Edgefield. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so I just was just like, wow, this guy um, obviously has the uh, credibility and, and um, not only the credibility, but like the sonic landscape that I wanted to sort of approach uh, on my stuff mm. and um it just kind of it just kind of worked itself out i invited him over to my house uh to come hang out we like had a couple of pina coladas and talked about my plans for making an album and you know after after three or four pina coladas he finally agreed to, to lock in with me. <laughs> yeah and, and, and right. every everyone becomes good friends after three or four yeah. pina coladas. oh it's true it's very true <laughs> and um exactly that's how i suckered him in and um (laughs) so we just started like i said recording finding studios that were open and then once we locked in uh a a studio which is my my dream studio to record at as the village in santa monica where a lot of amazing music has been recorded and um Uh 
Yeah, I just was like, like how how did you get this studio book? He's like, well, don't worry about it. This manager is like, you know, we've we've talked about you and your vision and your music, and they're like basically like giving us this room for a stupid rate. Like it's the main the room like the A room and uh this that the village, and um that was when it kind of all became really clear to me that like this was happening. Um, mm-hmm. I, I tend to like downplay a lot of things in my life. Um, where that stems from, I think a, a lot of uh, a lot of just maybe self-doubt and disbelief is that I get to do what I do. But uh, th- mm. that's when it, everything kind of became real. And I was like, wow, I'm making an album. And I walked into this room that was set up and, you know, so much amazing music has been done in there. You know, there's been, you know, some of my favorite Fleetwood Mac records were mixed in there. Uh, there was, you know, obviously the continuum was recorded in, in uh, at the village and, and that room as well. And, uh, yeah. big, you know, John Mayer fan, he's been, uh, at the 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 core kind of center of like my guitar playing inspiration and songwriting inspiration since I was a kid, just bridging me yeah, to my that. past and my my dad bridging me and my dad together through like blues and like pop music and like nice yeah what you grow what you grew up listening to your your parents were listening to music they were musical oh yeah fans? Stevie Ray Vaughan my dad's the biggest Stevie Ray Vaughan fan um a lot of 60s 70s rock and roll. I always just tell uh-huh. people my dad listened to like the rock and roll of the 60s and 70s and my mom listened to all the singer songwriters of the 60s and 70s. So the Jackson Brown, James Taylor, Bob Dylan's for my mom. And then, you know, um, the Doobie Brothers and uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac uh, and um, little Steely Dan. And oh, absolutely. Steely Dan, which is funny you say that yeah. because. Asia was recorded at that studio that I recorded my home. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, my God. Awesome. Yeah. I go through these Steely Dan kicks every once in a while. They're one of oh, my favorite great, bands man. to just, after I see a live show, like, uh, well, after I, I'll complete that thought, but after I see a live show frequently, I'll just put on Steely Dan when I drive home. And I was inspired for that by uh, the Kurt Vile show that I saw at Thalia Hall, where, you know, after like the, the end, the closing song, like after they walk off stage and the, you know, the sound engineer will put on something and put on, um, uh, what was it? Dirty work. Uh, oh, Steely Dan from camp by a thrill. I think it's either the first or second song in that album, but yeah, it just really made sense to me. And I just, I love it. It's like sort of like after a live performance, it's kind of dirty and fun yeah. and rocky to put on this amazingly clean, incredibly perfect studio album. Yeah, wow. Just sort of like yeah. takes you back down to earth and totally. gets puts you in that new zone. You know, I, I love Steely Dan. So anyway, I, I'm going on. No, I, I, I think the same I way about uh, Stevie Wonder's music. I'm the same way. Whenever I like, oh, kind of cleanse my here, palette man. of music, I'll, I'll throw on Inner Visions and just listen to all that and a lot of the i was listening to a lot of stevie wonder during this record too just like obviously it doesn't reflect that in um the music maybe like in some things where just the the cleanliness of the recording uh and also uh the feel of it too but yeah Mm. i mean like higher ground that record's like one of my favorite songs to listen to how do you not get influenced too much by music when you're so you will listen to music while you're recording or creating absolutely because if you're if you're a music lover how do you get away from getting too influenced by things that you might be listening to at the time just for fun oh it's so hard i mean if if you don't entirely avoid i know some people avoid it i i do yeah listen to music i will um i will like have a strict kind of uh diet uh sonic a sonic diet for myself when i'm recording yeah, right um it's true and I, it's, I never even thought of that until now that's like actually what what is happening what's going on yeah. uh yeah like i locked into a lot of different albums during this this process but it also like you can kind of see it in the record how it changed over time like what i was listening to um ah. 
I, I don't know. I don't think that's something you can really control because there's, I, I, I use the, these songs and I use albums in my life as like sort of, you know, emotional support blankets uh, or, yeah. you know, they're like, who doesn't? Little more, doesn't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or for just certain things, if I want to like convince myself that like, Oh yeah, I should take this trip or, Oh yeah, maybe I should give uh, start smoking again. Or, you know, like the some of these things, like they always, um, records can influence that. I mean, that's why it's music's so powerful the way that it, um, it is made. And it's like, you know, when you're a musician and you're making a record, it's like sort of like you have a responsibility to tell the truth through the music. And also you realize, mm. wow, I have like, I have like, you know, I have all these ingredients to make either a bomb or, you know, a, a flower field. And it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. And maybe, maybe yeah. both pretty close together. So, um, well, let's talk about that responsibility to tell the truth. I think that's really a great segue into uh, the subject matter of this particular album, which, as I understand it, was a relationship that was either falling apart or had ended while you were writing these songs. Yeah. Uh, can you talk to me a little bit about that and sort of the impact on you and how that totally. um, and how that manifested itself in this uh, in the creativity of this album? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, yeah, the the. the the relationship was at a point where it was like um, kind of teetering on this slippery slope of um, me knowing that I needed to go and, um, you know, live, live this life of a songwriter that like was not being fulfilled uh, in the relationship uh, where I was, you know, um, and, and that's not so much like that wasn't so much their fault, but uh um, how long, how old was the, how long had you been with this person? I was with this person for about uh, almost, almost four years, but we had known each other for about six and a half. Okay. Um, and so had history. Kind of we had, his, had history before. So it was like, kind of, we had had a it's long, been a while. it was a, it was a long time. You'd known each other for a while. You, you, yeah. you, you had history yeah. other than just being in a relationship. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of history. Yeah, and, and that can and, work for and against you. Totally, it does. It does. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. Um, there's a lot of things, and I hate this word, but to blame for the way that everything went. I think it was like a lot of it was like was was being in COVID, uh, being in quarantine was like obviously that accentuated a lot of things for people, but it also yeah. was like this like you know just uh, uh, so much pressure um, to maintain. Uh, to prove to myself, no, you can make this relationship work. You can do this. Like, you know, whereas earlier, you know, in my life, I've been like, oh, I need to like focus all my attention on music and I need to make this work. Whereas I was like this sort of like, I was under a lot of pressure of trying to make both things work and they both weren't happening. So I knew that I needed to put everything into music. And um, at the time, um, I just decided to start writing about like kind of the process of like us undoing this relationship, which to us, we thought we were fixing it and moving up to Portland during quarantine and moving on, moving to the coast, a town of like 800 people where I was living, um, where we were both living in a house uh, in the, the coastal town where that I grew up outside of. Um, and so during this album process, when I got together with, with Alex, it's funny. Cause I just was like, dude, this is what I'm going through it's like a slow kind of um, um, a slow uh, deceleration that I, I'm foreshadowing. And um, uh, I could, I could sit here and tell you that I want to write like, you know, 
really tremendous pop songs that are going to like put me into a whole new space sonically but i also yeah. i need to write about like what's happening to me right now and this is what's going on and like the, the title future tense comes from me um talking about how even though i was still in this relationship still trying to make it work i was writing about knowing kind of the outcome of what was going to happen and so these songs mm-hmm. are kind of um these songs were kind of uh uh foreshadowing uh the outcome of what i thought would happen. <laughs> did you sort of like finish the album and then give it to your partner and say hey this is happening yeah that's what's that's, that's what's so, <laughs> so i can make a joke about it no 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 it, like, it, it's like you were like writing it way, as it was happening like a total like this is a total like safe space for me to make all those sort of comments too because it's like i've had so much time to it's been a while and time to reflect and like i mean i'm putting out an album tomorrow that is basically talking about this whole thing so uh, yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be out so um yeah i mean uh that's what was going through my mind the whole time i was just like oh my god i'm writing these songs that like you know someone's gonna be like what you know so like how's the songwriting going what what's, what are these songs about you know um so a lot of the recording process and all that was like really private for me. It was like my escape. I got to like fly down to LA and record in this, you know, amazing studio where I was with all of these amazing musicians who had, who had, uh, had come on the project, uh, project, um, getting to work with, you know, world-class people like Alex and, um, yeah. Um, so what is that impact, uh, Corey, that it's coming out, on Friday, uh, in just a couple days for you. Uh, yeah, well, you tomorrow, are you tomorrow feeling? Me, I mean, we do talked a little bit about self doubt. Uh, where, yeah, where's your head at right now? With oh this? my god, I mean, like, yeah, how much time do we have? Um, we got we got all the time, you yeah, need, brother. It's um, we'll unpack it. It is like right at the I, I would I would like to imagine it's right at the uh, it's right at the last process, whatever the process is for when a coal gets squeezed so hard into finally becoming a diamond. Hopefully, hopefully that's that's where I'm at because it's been a lot of um, a lot of a lot of pressure and a lot of like boiling up um, towards yeah. this you know final release of this project. But I think from the first three singles, you can kind of like imagine um, what the album will sound like. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, that's not true because it, there there's so many different kinds of songs on the album. Um, yeah, well, I'm at I'm kind of at that I, point I, of being like, you know what, I'm about to like jump off the cliff. Um, it's about to explode. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to like start again and start another project, you know, uh, and go tour, yeah. go tour this project and get, get, um, get back on the road. It's like, I, I get to get my life back again. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So your life is on the road. Um, well, you know, we talked about, you know, I asked you about intention versus instinct of your prior ep slash lp effort um overcast and then kind of the intention of this future tense which you were had sort of the quote-unquote luxury of a prolonged period of 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 a break right that everyone all artists had during covid um in the future have you have you thought you must have thought about how am I going to write and do an album in the future? That's not going to be a long drawn out process as much as this one is, or kind of where's your head at with that? I'm really curious as to, as an artist, are you looking at, how am I going to have this particular, not to put doubts in your head or anything, but just kind of get what your, what your, what your frame of mind is for 
um, because this album was really, you really took your time on this one because you were afforded that time. And I'm just sort of reflecting on what you had talked about just now about um, having that uh, luxury of time and why it was so, it was, it was convenient, let's yeah, say for lack of right. a better word that it occurred at that one particular time. Yeah, right. What about going forward? Like I can hear how, my how, manager how, saying like, oh, you know, you're not going to ever have this much time ever again to make an album. And the, and the, and the next one you make, right. you better make it in one eighth of the time because I don't want to be as doom and gloom. No, as that. I love I'll it. let your man, I'll, ma- I'll let your manager do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Totally. So, so you're really not helping my what, case what, here, what, what are you? You're not helping my what's case. That? You're not helping my case here, Josh with, <laughs> manager here, this is like, you know what? Hey, man, this was an innocent question. Just because I agreed with your manager no, doesn't I told, mean I'm I wrong, said this is right? a safe space. I should have never <laughs> said that. Uh, it's funny you say that too, because I look at it this way: these these songs, um, they, as carefully thought out and kind of hidden and kept in secret for so long as they were, the fact that they're coming out is going to. And this answers your previous question. This is in the question before. It is going to release so much um weight that has been on me for years uh it's it's uh it's going to it's going to make a clean canvas for me um yeah it's sort of it's sort of you'll feel like you're turning the page yeah turning the page and and like sort of putting these songs to bed and letting them you know letting them go off on their own and find people that they need to find and um yeah i always look at like my songs that way like um I write them and I record them. And if I make it through the, the mix and mastering portion of it before I, you know, ultimately decide if they're worthy enough to see the light of day, um, once they, yeah. once they're out there, um, they're not mine anymore. They're, they're, they're everyone's and, um, yeah, they're in the world, they're in the world. And, uh, yeah, it clears up a lot for me, um, as far as creating. Yeah. So what you're saying is basically, yeah, you're going to, you're going to have a new perspective on where you want to go and how you're going to work yeah. going forward. Obviously yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, uh, you know, you'll never have this time again. I don't know. I'm just trying yeah, to get into your we'll, head we'll a little see. bit I about mean, like, that particular process. Coming our and, way. Um, so, well, <laughs> so many art, obviously every artist is going to uh, put out an album, tour that album and find some time to figure out when the next time they're going to be able to do that. And, and the fact of the matter is that, you know, you put one foot in front of the other and you figure it out as you go along and figure out what works best for you. Just like you did for this album. Mm -hmm. You just happen to be afforded the luxury of some time because of a worldwide global pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm actually super excited to start, um, another project. I think it'll happen. Like, way faster than i than i um than i think i've already been in the studio recording some stuff that sounds like a whole different record um, um mm. and uh that's what i hope for this record to do really is just to give me the space to go uh and the, and the opportunities now to like have this be out and work with different people um and um you know not different people but people who i maybe you know before this record wouldn't have been able to to have in on on um the, the creative process. Um, yeah, I hope to do a lot yeah. more collaboration with people who I admire. And um, yeah, I, I, it's, there's already a lot of stuff coming here in my mind and then I'm, um, I'm thinking about, you know, as far as conceptually for a record, but uh, yeah, one step yeah, at a time. Sure. I mean, I haven't even, this is like, I got 24 more hours to really. Uh, yeah. Let's not get too yeah, ahead of yeah. ourselves, man, Corey. I won't make you do no, that. No, it's okay. But, um, I, I will answer your like, question I, by saying I, I just, I am so, um, it's this is a long long time coming for me releasing a record and having this out is going to uh it's going to solve all my problems i'll never have to have worry about anything ever again no i wish 
But, um, <laughs> yeah, of course. It, it, questionable. Right, right, right. Of course, that's what every <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, does right. for every artist, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I, I, I'm so <laughs> relieved, and um, I can't wait for people to hear it. Right on, right on. Well, it's really exciting, and um, uh, yeah, I really love it, and I'm psyched for you, brother. You. Let's go back to like um, uh, you said you'd been going down to Portland in high school and uh listening to to shows and appreciating live music at that point what so when you said uh who did you see that really inspired you ben howard. uh ben howard yeah. um after you saw that show what what sort of steps did you take to kind of move in a direction at that point were you playing coffee shops were you playing open mics uh what did that process to really kind of make it happen for you what did that look like no i saw like it's funny because of, because of me being so inspired by the live show i kind of did the opposite i like i locked myself in my room um for for months and just started practicing getting better at guitar and writing songs um there was not really where I live. There was not like, I didn't have, there was no live music really anywhere, unless you were a touring artist or a, like, um, you know, a, a legit musician who had songs and who had a, you know, booker and an agent and, um, mm -hmm. you know, something actually going on. I was a high school kid with like this dream of like wanting to, to be a songwriter and do all that, but I hadn't really figured out the songwriting part yet. And I wasn't someone who really wanted to go, play covers and do that because I was so obsessed with having to, to, to be able to have my own songs that I just was like, I'm not going to go sing other people's songs. I, I want to wait till I can sing my own. And so, um, interesting. Yeah. I, I sort of just stuck to, to working on songwriting. Wow. That's impressive. That's the, I don't usually hear that a lot. Like usually it starts out like, Oh, I was playing these covers. I know. This. That's, that's amazing, dude. Yeah. Like, I didn't really have that. You were a singer songwriter, like right, right out of, right from the jump. I, yeah. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> it's funny to hear my, hearing myself talk about that, but I, yeah, I really didn't have this desire to go, you know, to play for people yet. Cause I just didn't really feel like I, it was like worth people's time. And, um, mm -hmm. I didn't think, I didn't think I was, like I, like I said, I was, I didn't believe that it was like really yet. I didn't believe that I had something and um, it was never my intention to like get in it for like glory or fame or anything. I just loved doing it. Um, right. Now I'm, so now I'm strictly not... in it for the glory and fame. So yeah, of course. Well, I knew that going in. Yeah. You're writing songs. You're in your room. You're trying to figure it out. Was your yeah. commitment just to go to to record these songs and then have people listen to them, or was there a time when you went and said, "Okay, maybe maybe now this is the time that I I'm going to go go down to Portland and play a coffee shop," or just kind of what did that process look like for you? What direction did it go in? Did you go right into just picking up some recording equipment and doing it yourself, or um, you know, let's walk me down that timeline a little bit. I, uh, my, my, my best friend growing up, um, his name's Emmanuel. We, we used to write songs together and he was like a really close collaborative of mine and still is. And mm -hmm. he, we wrote a song together of mine called on the run. What's his name again? And, uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Franco. Emmanuel Franco. Yeah. Shout out to Emmanuel Franco. Franco. Yeah. Right yes, on. absolutely. Uh, we're still dear friends to this day. He's, we, we play soccer together. He lives out here and we, we, you know, play the music. We're part of the same, like whole circle we moved out to la together pretty much yeah clearly but right when on. we were younger we, 
and we, he's also you know a, a former uh, teammate of mine too. On uh, we we grew up playing soccer together since we were in fourth grade. Oh, wow. So he was the only person I really like shared that side of me with. Like I, my parents and like siblings didn't really even know that I was into it either. Like they would knew that I was like be in my room playing guitar. They knew I was a guitar player, but they didn't know I was like had this desire to be a performer until later. Because both my sister and my brother were musical theater performers oh, and okay. actors, and they were very serious in that. So. It just wasn't like the space that I thought I really like was able to, to render. And you sort um, of just did it on your own and didn't really tell anybody about it. Is that the story? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And so and not, you, not you were just that you were the talented my... soccer player in the family, but what you really were yeah, trying true. to do like, was, I was like the, the, was... the the music side. Yeah, it was like so many of my family members. It's so funny, Josh. Like. When I started doing music, they're like, where did this come from? You know, I'm well, like, you didn't tell well, him as he went along, always, dude. Always been there. I just never really. Corey spent yet. a lot of time in his room. Okay. Yeah. You're 16 yeah. or 17. I wonder what he's doing in there, but still. Yeah, it's like... that, well, exactly. I mean, God, God, I can only imagine. Well, I pro- it probably was some of these things that were people, him, but um, maybe all the above. That's like really my creative process is locking myself in my room. Yeah. 16. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I I never really like that, that that never really was like my identity until later. And I the only person I was there's a very few people I shared that side of me with, including my, mm. my buddy Manuel. We wrote songs together that never saw the light of day as you know we're in high school. But um yeah, I, I just, get that. It's it hard to really, share it's hard to share. Like songwriting is so personal, right? And for you, clearly it's very it personal. Is, yeah, I'm and I'm I'm for me the songs are so personal because I it's hard for me to kind of like write about anything other than like you know trauma and and um you know uh pain and sorrow and loss and stuff <laughs> what else which, is there man <laughs> i know right <laughs> no it, um well you do couch them in some upbeat uh with some upbeat melodies and and upbeat vibes though i think that oh, was the yeah, one song upbeat, on the newer music album lyrics is my favorite thing yeah, yeah, and I talked to—I um, don't know if you've heard of the uh, Ballroom Thieves, but uh, they were—they were at Newport recently. I chatted with them. No, not at Newport. I saw them at Newport, but they—I um, chatted with them on the show, uh, and that interview's coming up. But they said they love to put these dour and really personal and um uh i don't want to say depressing lyrics, but you know, like getting down and dirty on that stuff. That's, yeah, that's really sad. Totally. Uh, you know, sad content and then frame it with these upbeat sort of beautiful songs. And they always thought that was kind of fucked up and sort of an inside joke for them. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that, there's that level of duality, but yeah, it can be very, it can be very personal because, you know, if you're dealing with shit, man, that's, that's, that can be some hard stuff and it's hard. It can be hard to share. Is that sort of the, what, what was going on with you a little bit? hundred percent. Yeah. I think um, most of, of the things that, like if, if someone wanted to get close to me and really hear about like things that I go through, they wouldn't, they wouldn't ask me. They just go to listen to my music. I'd say. Ah, so that um, became an easier way for you to share that. Yeah. It was an outlet. It was an outlet. But and, you, and at least, I mean, to your credit, you wanted to share it. Ultimately, there's a lot of people that write songs that just don't, <laughs> don't share it. You know, it's like writing in a journal and that never happens, but there was something about you that wanted that ultimately wanted to share this. Cause knew you, did you, what was going on in your head? Did you knew you, did you know you had something to offer and you believed that what you had to offer was of value to other people or you just wanted to put your voice out there? No, I, yeah, I don't, I didn't think it was yet. I think, I think later I figured out, Oh wow, I guess I do have a story and I guess I do have things to talk about, but um, I, it w- I think it was just wanting to put my voice out there. Like you said, mm-hmm. it was wanting to, 
express feelings that I couldn't express without a guitar in my hands. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, I think um, it's a lot easier for me to sing about things that I'm going through rather than talking about them. Um, mm. And music, music's always been, you know, uh, that, uh, that crux for me. Um, and it's always been that sort of focal point in my life, um, being able to um, experience pain and sorrow through music. And I say experience because it's like really what you're doing when you're listening to, to an artist talk about, you know, heavy shit is you're, you're experiencing it with them. Absolutely. And I think for me, it was like, wow, I think I know if I write these songs about um, what I'm experiencing, other people can experience it too. And, oh, and then, you know, I'd like to say, oh yeah, I got in it to help people, but it was like actually to help me selfishly of me, I'm a selfish person. Yeah. And naturally we all are, but I feel like I got a little bit more more of a larger selfish bone somewhere or tendon, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's not and, selfish, uh, man. All you can do is talk about yourself in a song. Really? I mean, you can make up yeah, other true. worlds and oh, do I'm like in the right profession. prog rock, crazy stuff about hobbits and like, I don't know, totally. time travel. Oh, well, hey, don't, I, I'm a big, big fan of, of anything that's to do with hobbits. I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. Oh, I, I actually am wearing the, the one ring. Right I saw now. that ring. I'm like, what is that? Oh, yeah. seriously? Is that like yeah, a copy of the it, ring? It, yeah. It literally has the the elvish the on elvish it. runes. Yeah, very big Lord of the Rings fan. So I mean, much, so I much. honestly have live in a Hobbit hole, like in a Hobbit hut. So <laughs> yeah, right. this is like, and there's my there's the Shire for me. There you right go. Well, there. when you start seeing um, Gandalf, then you should start to worry because you're about to go on some secret journey. Oh, he's he's coming. Shadowfax is out here. Oh yeah, actually, is. there's a horse out here that's the all white horse that I I call it Shadowfax. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, all right don't you yeah, talk so, about lord I mean, of the rings i'm going to completely lose our train of thought here so oh i'll lose everything i could talk i could i could talk way more about lord of the rings than i could my, my myself <laughs> we'll my, do we'll maybe we can do both but that'll be a good part yeah. that'll be a good subject matter for part two um mm -hmm. so uh yeah so for other people um so yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. So when did you find um, you, you're writing songs, you're creating very, very personal stories about your own experience and um, uh, thoughts and feelings from your own perspective. Did you ever get did, tell, tell me about one particular instance early on when you found that by putting that music out there and whatever means you were doing that? Um, when did you get start getting feedback that others resonated with what your own thought process was and, 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 and uh, resonated with your lyrics? I think it was, it was, um, I was, I remember being at a, I, I was at a summer camp that I used to volunteer at as a high, in a high school and I would bring my guitar out there, but again, I'd secretly play it and no one really knew that I played. Um, and I wasn't, I, 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 and I, I always tell people this, I was not the guy at parties with the guitar. I was like the opposite. <laughs> I, 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 I we pride myself going, on that. We were going there. <laughs> we, were, we were going there. Oh my God. Just for like a second. I was not, I was not the guy who played Wonderwall or um, <laughs> any, any, you know, slow dancing in a burning room. Not that, I mean, doing that song, a knock, because that's, that's uh, John Mayer. I love you. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was something that I kept secret, like I said. So I remember playing one night and there was like a musician there who was playing during this, this summer, during, who was a, a hired musician to play during the, the camp. And he had just been like, man, I've been here, I'm listening to you play. Like, you know, can you, you know, do you have anything that you've written you want to, you know, play? Like, I, I'd love to hear you. And I was just like, nah, not really, you know. It's like this, like, like the indie movie, like musician, like, it's like, man, your stuff's great. Like, 
you play me something. You're like, no, nah, nothing's, nothing's good enough. He's like, <laughs> you play it. And he's like, he's like, wait, play that again. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> right. like, it wasn't like that. I just, I remember sharing it with someone and, and then a musician being like, that's great, man. That stuff's really cool. Like, I really like it. Keep going. And I was like, oh, cool. Nice. And then I started doing, you know, playing around people more and got the confidence of like, oh, you know, people like, like this. And um, yeah, I was able to, to kind of get in front of more people as I started playing. And I, I post started posting um, um, videos of myself on YouTube. Actually, a friend of mine um, from that camp, his name mm. is Bari. He's a really talented lyricist, rapper, and um, a friend of mine. He was the one who actually started my YouTube account for me because I wouldn't do it myself. He literally was like, dude, I'm starting you a YouTube account. Nice. You're putting up videos of yourself, whether you like it or not, you're doing this. And um, that was the start of, of, of my YouTube channel and me putting out music, which actually like led me to, to Los Angeles in the first place. So um, yeah, That's another awesome, shout out. Dude. How did it, uh, yeah, really shout out to him. What's his name again? Bari. Bari. We got a lot of shout outs on this one. Yeah, so I just started so, well, how did that, videos of me. Yeah, how did that lead? So what, you just talked about how that directly led to you coming down to LA. Talk to me about that. I, so I was in college posting these videos uh, on my YouTube channel. What college? Um, yeah, what uh, co- I was, it was in Eugene, Oregon. Okay. Uh, it, was a, it was a community college in mm-hmm. Eugene, Oregon, right? University of Oregon right there. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't really go to school much. I sort of like took enough classes to be able to like not really have to like put much effort into them and i chose like really just like weak classes um i just wanted to be i had a lot of friends that went to that university and i wanted to be around my friends i wanted to like be outside of my hometown yeah yeah um and uh i was just i was playing music in a basement or sorry a basement and in an attic uh attic in (laughs) one's up and one's down dude (laughs) yeah an attic in uh in eugene oregon and i was playing um started songwriting and, and posting videos of myself playing guitar. Um, very cringy videos. Now that I look back mm. and some of them have been since taken down, um, <laughs> by you, it's funny I say this, this is like what like actually started and impacted my career in the first place. But, uh, there's me downplaying again. Um, a friend of mine had reached out from my hometown who I, I grew up to know very well. Um, and, uh, I've known him since I was, a, I was a, a kid i mean his young his younger brother was a really good friend of mine growing up he was in the music business in la or he was in la trying to get into the music business through some various companies that he had started he, he was going to college in seattle mm-hmm. and, and ended up starting a um a company a nonprofit that was um dealing with artist charities mm-hmm. uh and linking uh linking artists um fan bases to their charities through events and shows and um kind of online uh crowdfunding yeah um and he ended up selling the company and he was still at the spot where he and a bunch of his friends had started the company it was a loft in venice mm. and um he said hey if you ever want to come out to california you should come out and stay with me for a couple of weeks like you could stay here i've been seeing your posting videos um you know uh let me know when you're going to be in la and i was like i I don't know. Like I've never ever thought about going to Los Angeles for music. Like I don't really, I don't have music out. I don't really, um, that's not true. I had one song out, like one song that I put out a song called reeling. The first song I ever put out on Spotify. Right. Um, and, um, uh, it's funny because that song was like getting traction. Cause it got put on some like acoustic 
playlist and it was like i had like i remember i remember seeing like ten thousand streams and being like oh my god like i made it like i did it like it's happening you know yeah and then like the next month it had like a hundred thousand streams and i was like Oh, shit. oh man, I should brought, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm moving to LA. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that did it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's crazy. I wish that Corey Harper with that confidence was alive today, which uh, he is, I think though, dude. It's true. It's true. Come on, man. I know. Um, I know. Right, right. I got I to gotta dig for him. Um, and um, I remember him asking me, saying, like, yeah, come out, come out and, and hang out. And um, long story short, um, another artist um this artist had reached out to me who i'd followed for years his career and i was a big fan his name was cody simpson he's a a artist from australia um who had as a young kid was signed to warner and you know done gone through the whole label cycle the the label you know you know we're turning you into a star we're gonna have you do these songs you know make pop songs and we're gonna feed you all this stuff and he had then since kind of rejected that sort of identity and started this sort of new uh, project uh, that was like acoustic music based. And it was like him kind of exploring the side to himself of, you know, being like a 19 year old kid, you know, after being in the industry for six years, you know, that's wild. You know, you're, you start so young and then you become 19. We really like become yourself, yeah. start to become yourself yeah. and make your, own I decision. thought it was make really interesting decisions. what he was doing. Yeah. I, I was, I was really interested and such a big fan of him in general. Uh, and he was a great, you know, amazing guitar player. Um, and uh, he had, he had uh, reached out to me on Instagram and said, hey, man, like I've been watching your uh, recordings of you playing and singing and putting up guitar clips of you. Like we should, uh, you know, if you're ever in L.A., let me know. And I was mm-hmm. like, OK, cool. So now these two these two kind of, you know, uh, different focal points all leading to Los Angeles. Yeah. And um, I told my buddy who had, his name is also Corey. His name is Corey McGuire. Mm-hmm. He had. um I was like, hey man, is that is that invite still available? I would love to come out sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, like let me just let me know when. And um, uh, it was then that like uh, a couple weeks had passed. I'd been putting out music. Cody hit me up again, and he said, hey dude, I'm gonna be in San Francisco. He's like, I'm from Australia. Like, I don't really know how close San Francisco is to you to Oregon, but yeah, uh, if you want to drive down and open for me, like, uh, you should come and open for my show open up for me at a show in san francisco right on and that was the first like moment where i was like oh this is this is actually this is actually happening mm-hmm. what year was there, that there is, like, this was 2015 mm-hmm. and um that was the first the the first kind of like that was all that's all i needed to hear to be like okay i'm done being in eugene i'm done living in an attic i'm gonna I'm going to move to California and I don't right. care. I'm going to figure it out. Um, and uh, I, I packed up all my stuff in my car. I, I drove to the, the university or the, the college I was going to. I told them I'm dropping out. They said, okay, just sign this paper. And I signed it. They stamped it. They gave it back to me. They're like, all right, you're unenrolled. Yeah. Uh, I was like, wow, that was really fast. So you drove down to San Francisco. You opened for your butt. Is, is this, this was yeah. Corey? Uh, this is Cody Simpson. Cody, Cody Simpson, uh, yeah. in San Francisco. What was that like? Yeah. Was that the first kind of your sort of taste? I had no idea pressure? what I was doing. Wow, I was like, it that's was amazing. Like, a, like it was like a like it, I felt like 
a giraffe walking on stilts. Like I just felt like so <laughs> awkward. Like it just was like the most, it, I, I couldn't even, um, I couldn't comprehend what was really happening. I didn't understand like how things worked. I didn't know what a green room was. I didn't know, like, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know what a sound check looked like. I had no idea. So, um, I got up there with a guitar and I borrowed my friend's acoustic guitar. Um, cause I didn't even have like a proper, like, I didn't have a, um, acoustic electric guitar. I only had like an acoustic that had no plug in it. My dad's guitar from the Uh eighties. He loaned me his guitar. I played a show, you know, you know, it was, you know, very very average um but i guess to some people really connected and and uh that's what started to the small fan base um the the fan base that i have now and that was the first yeah and then next thing you know you were touring for big acts like justin bieber and uh, right totally yeah yeah the next week the next day man no no when did that when did that happen when did that happen well I guess I'll, this kind of leads up to that. I'll finish the thought of me going to LA. I, 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 after that show, I went back home, took all my stuff, moved to uh, LA, which I, I told my friend, you know, I'm coming. He's like, yeah, come for two weeks. And I showed up with like my car full of all my belongings and everything. And I said, well, what was your thinking though? What did you think? We'll get, we'll, we'll, um, we're not going to get too far off the track, but um, when you, when you open in San Francisco, you're like, I fucking love this. And I'm coming to LA because that's because my buddies are telling me to come down to LA and that's where the music's happening. And that's where the yeah. studio music happens. And I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing now. That was the point. Yeah. I was, I was addicted the first, like mm. the first song that I played. Right I was like, fucking I was completely hooked. Um, I was like, this is what I'm born to do. I've never, I've never, I've never done something and, at the end of it felt that is exactly how I wanted it to feel. And I want more of that. Like soccer was one thing that like I loved, but it never really had my heart the same way music did. Yeah. You know, same with a bunch of other things. And I remember music was, it just was like, um, it just fit. It it made sense. It made sense. First time something made sense. What was it about that performance? What did it feel like in your body? Like that, that really, that said, this is the fucking thing. This is the deal. I think it was the, the feeling of being able to sing to a whole like, um, group of people, sort of something that I had written where there was no one around where, I, I, you know, very, something, you know, songs that were very personal to me be received by strangers. Mm. That was what was the most addicting thing for me. Strangers. And seeing people. Yeah. Like I was always uh, really comfortable talking to people and like being around strangers. And I love, like I, I'm very social. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at times, at other times I can, I can be really introverted, but um uh yeah i think it was looking at people accept what i had to say was the first was, was what did it for me um and and accepted it in song form um that was that was kind of what did it for me and being able to just obviously play guitar i love i love playing guitar i love expressing yeah. myself through an instrument so uh, apart, apart having, from getting apart from getting the 10,000 streams and then the 100,000 streams and what a rush yeah. that was knowing that there's others out there it really had an impact to on you to do that in a live yeah. setting. Yeah. 
interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, it was that, imme um, that immediacy of just being right there doing it in that moment. Not to put yeah. words in your mouth, just suggesting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's 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 it. Please, please do, because I start <laughs> losing losing steam fast on uh, explaining myself. So but, that um, brought you down to L.A. Now and then you're yeah. so you went and you dropped out. You said, "Fuck you guys! I'm going to L.A. I'm going to go become rich and famous." And so now, right, so now, you're, right. so now you're, exactly in, so now you're in L.A. and um, uh, opening up for Justin Bieber and other amazing stars. How did we get to that point? Well, uh, yeah. So I think I, uh, once I had met Cody that, that that night in San Francisco, he said, "Hey, you should come. You know, if you're going to be in L.A., you should come on tour with me and, and you play 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 guitar in my band mm. on tour." And so, mm. Um, I started rehearsing with, with him and he's like, you can, you know, the, you, you should come and open up at, you know, various cities around, um, on, on the tour. And so yeah, that was like the first kind of like chance that anyone gave me. I met his, his manager, who's like now my manager to this day, oh, wow. uh, Mac Graham, and who's the first, he was the one that signed me. And, um, I was hanging around Cody a lot and he was really good friends with Justin cause they collaborated together on, you know, music and, and they did an album together and, mm. um, they both were just friends in LA. Uh, and so Cody kind of introduced us um, the first night that I, that I actually moved to Los Angeles. I dropped my stuff off at my friend's loft in Venice and um, met Justin uh, at the nice guy in <clears throat> on La Cienega in Hollywood. Mm. And um, we uh, had, we just, we hit it off. We, we um, kind of like had a very similar kind of upbringing and had a lot of similar interests and, uh, with this weird kind of like astral force connection of uh, um, personality and um, uh, sort of this feeling like we were like these, this long lost pair uh, that are like, you know, some, and somehow or another like meeting for this first time, it still felt like we had like been connected. Nice. Um, and so uh, I, I started like, you know, I, I got to know him and I got to know a lot of other people in, uh, that were in music who I had like look up to. It was weird meeting him too because uh i had like looked up to him so much and then finally being like wow you're like you're just like a, you're like we're both your kid like we're both like you know 20 year olds yeah that like like to play soccer and like play guitar and like sing and like write songs that's a whole other thing of like meeting a musical hero and someone who's really well known and then finding out you're like brothers from a different mother that must have been had quite an impact on you yeah it did yeah and it and, and it like was a really like a really great relationship and he has always been really supportive of me and um that's fantastic man that's how that kind of relationship started and it, it wasn't anything huge it was just like him saying uh, i mean I, I say that but it's like it was huge for him to be like yeah you should you should open up a couple of shows uh on this tour that i'm doing you know this tour that i'm doing you know the, the purpose tour which ended up being like you know such a huge part of his career and um mm. where he really kind of like became his himself and he found sort of his like identity um, in his own in, in in his his own sort of um, music, uh, and had this. It was like it was a very it was a very like turning point in his, in his like career. I think yeah, he was yeah uh, when he tour started and um really just hitting his stride. Honestly, even though he'd been doing it for so long, that was when he really you know became the icon that he is. So, what was that um, like opening up for like? tons of screaming fans at that point were they screaming for you as well what was that like they were you? yeah which was that like i was like what? like you, i think it's like i kept always just thinking oh you guys probably just think that i'm 
Justin walking out on stage. But no, there were people. I I played in my hometown arena. Um, oh shit! Uh, with not having any music out, like I had won that one song out, obviously, but um so like no one obviously knew my music no one really knew who i was anyone who knew that i was at that show which was like the third show on the tour were people that i grew up with that were like at the show there to see justin and were like Corey harper like what like i went to i like went to school with him what, what is he doing? <laughs> like on he's on the bill like what what is happening <laughs> right what you know a lot of living in now <laughs> yeah but that that's what really kind of like that also was another a really really big um kind of um a big hit for you know starting a fan base uh yeah totally that must have really like made it explode quite a bit yeah it did and um also just i mean aside from that my friend who invited me to stay with him in in um in this loft in venice we ended up starting a uh a live music venue sort of out of that apartment in venice called winston house um yeah and we called winston came, house yeah we were we were where was the we loft were, um, by the way i know venice really well yeah it was uh on santa clara and abbot kinney yeah. okay right there santa right clara behind that, right behind what yeah right behind this this uh restaurant called greenleaf it was like a, a loft oh, yeah. right there it was just right on abbot kinney yeah right in kind of the middle right of it yeah in the middle right yeah 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 um so it was a bunch of me and my, my, a bunch of my friends moved out to this loft and we just started, you know, um, playing every Thursday, like inviting our friends to come out and like play nice. live music. And I was playing, that's where I kind of got my, started practicing playing like live and, and practicing songs that I'd written that day. I was playing for people and it just sort of kind of growing and growing and growing. And I invited remember I invited Justin out one night to come by and he came by and that's when it, everything really exploded for the Winston houses when um, he came and performed and like, it was just like, he, he pulled up in his car, got out. We were hanging out the house, all these people there, all these were very confused what was happening. And mm. we started just jamming, playing a show. And that's what kind of like formulated the, uh, the, the, the atmosphere yeah. welcome to music. welcome to la dude yeah pretty yeah exactly so <laughs> i don't i don't think he realizes like how much impact he had on that you know on on, on that you? night he had, on you on, right on, on, on me and on people that were there and on the winston house i mean it's like obviously he's someone who's like a walking talking like you know he can he impacts everyone he's around in, in crazy ways he has his the the energy that he has around people is, is is astronomical um yeah yeah as is a lot of other you know um people i've met that are you know sort of in the same league yeah but um yeah so i, I started cutting my teeth just playing these shows every week on thursdays and uh i'd be writing i'd be practicing writing songs i met like my manager from uh cody who signed me and um I met my buddy Andrew Wells, who was a, a guitar player for Cody before I was, and he was becoming a producer. We did my first EP together uh, on the run, and um, that's what kind of solidified me into having a career in music and just people taking a chance on me, giving me a platform, and then um, me doing my best to, um, you know, 
not let not, not let them down. It's fantastic, and, uh, man. You've been collaborative, yeah. and you've 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 uh, you're obviously loyal to your friends, and they're loyal to you. I really get that vibe that you you like to you you surround yourself with not only old friends, but you connect with new people that that you I think I feel like you really truly resonate with. You know, I mean, yeah. um, I, you know, I feel like. You know, had you not hit it off with with Justin at that point, you know, so be it, right? But you guys really had a genuine connection. It right. sounds like, and that, and that, um, you know, not only benefited you from just the exposure that you got, but also, you know, from a role model standpoint, and uh, and um, you know, being connected up with the people that can uh, that can help make it happen for you. Not not to take any way yeah. away from your own particular desire. Clearly, there's like um, a real, you know, significant amount of talent and uh, and uh, and songwriting prowess. Yeah. Right. Thank right you. on, man. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's fucking yeah, super, super exciting, dude. One. Yeah. And now, now you're yeah. on the precipice of, uh, of this new album coming out. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good stuff, I man. I can't wait. I, I just like, yeah, I've really appreciate this, like being able to talk about the sort of, um, all the events leading up to this, which there's so many in between that, you know, I'm sure it's like, I would need mo multiple more hours to talk about, but um, yeah, that's kind of the, 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 the basis of it, man. It's, it's, it's nice to talk about it and, and remember, wow, this is where I started, you know? Um, and I'm, and I'm all of a sudden here about to release an album and it's, it's really meaningful, man. It's, it's, um, I really don't take it for granted. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm a very sarcastic person, especially when it comes <laughs> to talking about myself yeah. and my music and stuff. And I, I can be really cynical. Um, and um, I think it's a lot, like I said, it's a lot of like the downplaying, uh, you know, what's, what's happening for me. And um, I, you know, I, I want success for everyone around me. I want success for everybody. So I thought I sort of kind of deflect uh, any sort of bit of, um, um, confirmation of any sort of like uh attribute that i have musically or or um you know the t-word talents and all that stuff it's like i sort of kind of just kind of deflected and like like to like make other people shine and, and, I f and take, yeah i feel take, that take, take feel the that. like the con the uh, affirmation bullets for me if you will do you feel like if you accepted the fact that you're a super talented musician and are coming out with this new amazing album that i've that i've already listened to and it is, it is spectacular um Thank you. i appreciate that yeah you're welcome man um <clears throat> is there a sense that if you believed everything that everyone's saying about you that it's gonna make you a different person or less humble or something so you kind of sort of try to tamp that down with sarcasm and self-doubt I, I i mean i i do that myself not for different things for sure and i think that's yeah it's kind of a common it's a common theme sometimes like oh well you know yeah i did this but like uh you know i'm not really that and i don't know is there a little bit of that going on i don't know what's that what that's absolutely called, you're absolutely but... right <laughs> no yeah you're absolutely right yeah deflection of affirmation i think that, that that's what we're calling it okay um definitely i think um i think just because i grew up in a very humble community of people uh, where there was a lot of talent, but people kept their head down and they just did what they needed to do. And I yeah. think, um, not growing up in Los Angeles just kept me that way, which I'm very thankful for. So, right, right. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing what happens after Friday, man. September 23rd. That's the day. That's my mom's birthday too. So happy birthday to her. Shout out. No way. To my mom's is the 27th. Oh, five days after. There you go. There you go. 
Uh, my mom's going to be celebrating her 82nd birthday. So happy birthday, mom. Come on, 80, 82 years young. There you go. Right. I love that. Well, man, I I, uh, I really appreciate you having me have me on. Oh, me thanks on so me. much for hopping on here, Corey. It's been a pleasure to Absolutely. to get to know you and to chat with you. And I'm really looking forward to seeing some amazing things. And uh, you know, I'll definitely be following the progress of this album when it comes out. And uh, uh, touring, what's uh, what's up? Where's uh, what's the where's the tour taking you? You got the guys got that in place already? Not, uh, yes, yes. Uh, can't, can't disclose it yet, but okay. th- I will say there is, there is follow a, there along is a on Instagram and, uh, and, yeah, and your website for, for the latest and greatest. Yeah. Can't, can't wait to see you. Hope you're coming through the Midwest too, brother. I, I'd love to. I'm actually from, I grew up in Missouri for the four years of my life. So oh, we um, didn't even cover that. We'll do that in part two, man. Know, We're right? going to talk about the first yeah, four two. years of Corey's life. Yeah. Let's do, let's do a part two. Let's do like a, you know, th- you know, Six months after Future Tense, you know? Yeah, right on. We'll do that, man. Or yeah, who knows? To. Maybe that'll be when you come through Chicago. We'll do like a quick in-person or something somewhere. I'd love to. I, I'd love to go to Shubas. I love uh, Shubas Tavern. I played there once. That would be amazing. Cool. Yeah, that's a fun place to play. Talk about intimacy, man. That's a small little intimate venue. Great. One of my favorite venues in the Midwest. Oh, right sure. on. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. Cool, Corey. Well, go out and uh, go take a go take the rest of the day at the beach, man. You deserve it. Oh no no no! It's, uh, it's well past that for me. I'm I'm I spent so much time on the beach the last couple of weeks, so I'm um uh maybe I'll go on a, a little walk and and um yeah there we'll, you go. We'll, we'll go I'll go do something and and uh, I'll go to the Whole Foods and I'll look around and be like, do you guys do you guys know who I am? Come on, <laughs> right. I gotta have there that confidence. Go. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, walk in there. Yeah, I'm Justin Bieber. Don't you know me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Which is well, for many times in my life I've been mistaken for him. When I was younger, we used to look a lot alike. Yeah, yeah, I can quite, see that. Quite funny. See. I think that's why we were so so attracted to each other. There you in, go. In the beginning. There you go. But I mean, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here, brother. So much luck to you. And, uh, and, uh, and we'll talk again soon, man. Thanks for being on Roadcase, brother. I hope so. I hope to. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. Cheers. Cheers, man. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Okay. That was Corey Harper on Roadcase, whose new album, Future Tense, is out now. Uh, I, Really encourage everyone to go out and give it a listen. Uh, blues and pop, guitar, uh, gorgeous songs. Really love it a lot and really psyched to see what's up next for Corey and what's in store for him. Um, really interesting that he was uh, felt open enough to share some of the uh, some of his bouts of self doubt in front of this album release. Um, but you know, going back into his own story, the confidence that he had in his own abilities once he saw that people resonated with what he had to say musically uh, was really really impressive. And uh, you know, once he got that live music bug came down to LA um, and surrounded himself and was inspired by friends that he met both new and old um, who seemed to have given him the confidence to continue moving forward at that time and to push through the COVID period, uh, get into the studios where he had no choice but to hunker down at that point and create this wonderful new album. So, uh, you know, I'm really happy with him. And uh, it was also interesting to talk about his relationship with Justin Bieber and what that meant to him and how that sort of gave him a boost, not only uh, in confidence, but was also in the helpful from a professional standpoint, uh, clearly super inspiring 
amazing aunt, also was able to open for Justin Bieber in a hometown show, which just must have been absolutely beyond his wildest dreams. And uh, that relationship continues for Corey and it's just been incredibly beneficial to him, but his own album stands on its own and it's just wonderful. So glad that, that you're all along for this ride and could, uh, could listen in on this amazing interview that I had with Corey. I want to thank all of you for being here and I want to send a special thank you to Corey Harper for being here on this episode of Road Case. Thanks again so much for listening. And I'd like to encourage everyone to get involved with Roadcase. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can email me at info at roadcasepod.com with questions, comments, and even suggestions for guests. Or you can follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at RoadcasePod. And we have a YouTube channel called Roadcase Podcast. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you could please rate and review the podcast while you're there, that would be great. So I want to thank Waltzer for this awesome theme music that we have. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Roadcase. We have a lot of great episodes coming up, so I'll see you on down the road. <laughs>